This is what New Zealand missed from the loss of Wacky and Cape Town. So, it is all over at Stadium Robin Broughton and New Zealand have knocked off the world champions. 56-52 and they go to Auckland. Uh, the unmistakable sound of Jenny Woods uh, calling a successful win for the Silver Ferns. A successful win, you don't need that, Daniel. A successful night for the Silver Ferns, rather. That's more like it. That's what we love to see. That is the Silver Ferns we admire, and that is the result we enjoy more than any other beating the Aussies, right? That's what I said in the sermon to open the show. Let's drill down on this game. We are delighted to welcome in uh, former Silver Fern and, uh, you know, Proud Southland netball player over these who might have been there. I assume was there. Absolutely, Wendy Frew, you were probably there. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I was definitely there. I'm still smiling today. Jeez, it was such a good performance from the Ferns. I'm keen to talk about the performance. Can we talk about Robin Broughton Stadium? What I saw, that place looked rocking, and I name-checked them as the extra player on the court. What was that atmosphere like? <laughs> Oh, it was honestly outstanding. It kind of reminded me of a bit of the Sting days back in the day when we had full crowds and they were just into it. But they really brought the girls home last night. They were really into it and they just enjoy netball. They love netball down here and they're just passionate fans. So for the friends to put in a performance like that, it was just so cool for McCarvin. It was really cool to be there as a spectator. I haven't really been to many games sitting in the stand, so I actually had a, had a blast. Do you think the Ferns responded to the crowd, especially in that final quarter when it was pretty tight? Oh, absolutely. The girls talked to a few of the girls after, and they're like, "This crowd, like, it's epic." <laughs> normally on the, you know, the receiving end of it. So I really think that helped them get over the line. It's, there's no better feeling playing in front of a crowd like that when they're on your side and the game's tight, and someone in the team, you know, does a does a big moment, and then you know everyone gets gets off. So it was pretty pretty cool, and I really, yeah, I 100% think it um, contributed to the Silver Friends getting the win last night. Do you think even Robin looking down would have smiled at that? Yeah, Rob would have had a big smile. It was pretty emotional. Like it was so nice that yeah. New Zealand done that for. Her. And it was it was a real fitting night to be honest. Like they had a real nice tribute before the national anthem, and then um, the friends to go on and put a performance in like that. It was certainly a special night to be part of. And and yeah, it was, it was definitely pretty emotional. There was a few tears with people in the crowd and myself included. Yeah. Well, your, your connection to her is, you know, so long-standing. Like, uh, Robin was one of my f- favourite people to deal with in sport when she saw the light return back to the city of her birth in Wellington and, and coached the Pulse for a few years. Like, what an amazing character. Just so cool to deal with. Incre- incredible yeah, legacy she... she has given us. Oh, absolutely. I think she's just touched so many lives. I mean, so many players' lives, but even just fans and, you know, people around town. And as you said, when she went to Wellington, she was... She was such a big part of Pulse for a few years up there. So, yeah, she's done a lot of good things for Nipple. And I guess um, the lovely thing about it is her name will, will live on forever. And, um, yeah, she's such a special person. Wendy Frew is with us. Let's talk about the game in a bit more detail. It wasn't perfect. It, it was a little bit weird and wild, wasn't it? Like, there were some real lopsided quarters, some stirring fight backs. So I don't think any co- either of the coaches would have, you know, drawn up the game like that. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think you've seen quite a few subs, but I think that just showed, you know, there are a couple of tests in that had a big travel from Brisbane from Cargill. But, yeah, that first quarter, I think the Aussies won the last kind of seven minutes, 9-1, and then 
pretty much a reflip in the second quarter. The Ferns had a massive run of seven, so it was pretty crazy for international netball. You know, you don't really see blowouts like that against two good sides going head to head, but the Ferns really showed the composure in that last quarter, and they just kind of done the basics well. They looked comfortable, and they looked confident with each other and what they were doing on the court. What changed in that second quarter? You're so right. After the way Australia romped home to take, I think it was a, a four-goal lead into that first quarter break, did they get rid of the riot acts? Um, you know, did they make a tactical shift? What changed? I think Whitney coming on at wing attack really changed things up. She's she's a good player, and we haven't seen her in the first two tests, so I think that really helped. It just changed the attack end a bit, and she's pretty she's pretty you know experienced player now. So I thought she just brought a nice calm presence into the attack end, and the girls kind of lifted around that. And we all know with Grace when she's on, they've got to let it go, and at times they looked in nice and early and put the pressure off and just put put it into Grace and. She's such a remarkable player. She's always going to pull it in and put the shot through the hoop. But what are you thinking, Wendy, when Australia win the third quarter by six? Bloody hell, here we go again. Something along those lines? <laughs> it kind of was a bit like that, but I honestly, I've, been, <laughs> I've had faith all week in the front. Day. I called up a couple of girls, and I was lucky enough to go in and have a chat with them too, and just the vibe around them. Okay, I just had a good feeling about it, that they are going to get up, and I knew if it was tight, you know, leading into that fourth quarter, They'd be in with the hunt because of the crowd. So I kind of had faith, to be honest. I'm pretty loyal to the West Ferns, especially when they're playing at the Robin Gordon Stadium. Yeah, indeed. So so you sp- saw them before the game. So you, what, you were quite impressed with their mindset that they didn't appear too sort of down on themselves despite sort of, you know, some, some difficult results for them over the last few months. Yeah, they've had a pretty couple, uh, pretty tough couple of months, haven't we? We all know that. But no, they seem pretty cool, calm and collected and... They seemed like they had a really good game plan going into it, and it was probably more about executing it well and doing the basics well. So, um, yeah, they certainly deserved the win. They, they did really well. But in those crunch moments in that second quarter, um, I think they conceded the first goal to open it. But over the next sort of six, seven minutes, they really took hold of the game and, and then never trailed after that. What, what were those key moments? Were there one or two? Um, you know, elaborate on that. Yeah, I just think the the friends got back to doing the basics well, and they weren't trying to play flashy netball. They were just trying to go about their business and and do the basics well, and just really gel together as a team, and and not you know throw fifty fifties and and do all those basics, driving into the ball nice and strong. And you know, at times I think the friends are a bit guilty of throwing the ball into Grace when there's two defenders on her. So at times the goal attacks done well, they pull a defender off, so I opened it up on the back for Grace. That's pretty technical, sorry, mate. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, mate. I, I, I think I understood. Uh, I'm a bit of an ignoramus, but I, I, you've explained it very well. Kelly Jury. Kelly Judge and Jury, as I'm calling her after that performance. Wow. Yeah, outstanding MVP of the game. 100% deserved it. She was just on fire, and she got what I loved about her last night. She got crucial tips or turnovers at crucial times in the game. She, like, got them back when, you know, kind of things were going a bit pear-shaped for a couple of minutes here and there. So she really brought her A game, and you could just tell the girls lifted around her. And, yes, I think she probably had one of her best games in the black dress. She's dominated at ANZ level, right? Um, You know, you don't win MVPs if you don't dominate. But what what makes her a unique defender or, or a quality defender? Is it... The athleticism, is it the way she reads the game, sees things? How would, how would you describe it? 
Yeah, I think she is athletic and she looks, you know, fast and speed out of it. She's got some good speed. I think for her, her height's obviously a really big advantage and I I feel like when I watch her, she's working really hard at confusing that space so she's getting around that attacker and, you know, as a mid-quarter trying to confuse where that space is to pass their shoot of the ball. So I think she's done that really well and we didn't see it as much last night, but names then she's coming out on the top of the transverse windsets so I absolutely love seeing goalkeepers hunt nice and high. No better feeling when you see your goalkeeper doing that and it kind of lifts the girls and knows that she's on her A game. Oh, and fans love it too. We all love hunters, absolutely. Um, <laughs> this was such a tight game. It wasn't really until Australia missed consecutive shots with that 90 seconds to go that I, that I felt the game is, is done and dusted. Uh, New Zealand had, a, had someone put in the ball in the net at a pretty ferocious rate. I want to talk about Grace Nwicki and her return. 34 from 36 shooting, just one turnover. It's pretty darn good. Yeah, she's she's when she's on the friends are on. To be honest, um, she she I think when she's on the friends have a lot of confidence um, to let the ball go more. They still need to do it more in my view, but they they just have confidence and she just has that presence on the court that you kind of feel like they're you know they're in the mood, they're ready to roll when she's on. And I think she's stood up really well. She hasn't had a lot of game time since the World Cup, so she's had a pretty tough go with her knee injury and then coming back and you know straight into the Aussies. I think with injuries like that, if you're coming back, you know, you get into ANZ, a bit of an easy transition more than hitting up the, the world champs in an international match. But she looked like she was pretty much on top of her game already. Yeah, amazing to think, considering where she's come from and that injury. But you know how Australia respond. They don't respond kindly to losses. And I'm sure <laughs> they'll spend quite a bit of time talking about how you limit the effectiveness of Norway. What did they not do defensively that we might see thrown her way in the fourth game? Yeah, um, to be honest, I'm a bit worried about the game on Monday. I think um, the friends have they didn't put out a perfect performance, but they're a lot better than what they have been in the past. So Aussies, they're going to be hurt and and they're not going to come back um, and perform like that again. So the friends are going to have to step up up again if they want to match the Aussies on Monday in Auckland. It's going to be a pretty tough encounter, I'd say, and I think the Aussies will just look at doing all those smaller things better. And um, They're not getting a lot of ball on D, so probably the defensive end, they'll have to have a look at that and how they can perhaps get some more intercepts we're not winning by 17, are we? Yeah, if I'm being completely honest, no, we're not winning by 17. So I'll yeah. say that the, um, you know, the trophy's not coming our way, but I just think it's good for the girls to get that confidence we can beat Australia. And the, the friends will be honest, they didn't have the, you know, the best performance they've played, so there'll, there'll be areas that they can improve on. But, yeah, I can't see us getting up by 17 at all. Um, but I think if, even if it was a tool during your, your loser cup, it's still a positive, considering, you know, the last couple of months and how the friends have been performing. Two, two matches won, two matches lost is the best that New Zealand can do. We'd likely, if that happens, we'll likely lose on goal difference. It's not a satisfying way to decide the Constellation Cup and to this little ignoramus here. Like, two, why four games? Can't we do a fifth? I agree. Eh? I've had this conversation a lot over the last week. I agree it needs to be five. I guess, you know, it comes down to how many test matches players can play in the time and stuff like that. But, yeah, two's just no good. Don't do it. Change it up. <laughs> I mean, four, you know, we don't want a two-all draw. We can't have Flush the two Flush the number two. Flush that idea. Give us a give us a five. Give us a five-match series. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. And Wendy, give them the so much. Yeah. Well, after... Oh, you know what? 
if if crowds don't match that, Netball New Zealand should go back there, right? I I agree. I've definitely been saying that the last few days, and even last night, it's just tipped it off. Whenever there's international, bring it to IOT Seven South, and it'll get full, and the friends will get up. They've got a pretty good record here. Home court, home court. Hey, Wendy, thank you so much. Really do appreciate your time. Uh, we'll catch up soon. Take it easy. Yeah, no worries. Cool. Bye.